Hustle culture is real. I feel it. There's so much pressure on us to do all the things, to do it now, to have the big to-do list and crush it day in and day out. If you're ambitious, you can probably relate to this. Not only does our culture teach us to work so dang hard, it also validates us and encourages us and celebrates us for working hard and doing the things. I'm guilty as guilty can be. There are a few things in this world that make me happier than taking things off a to-do list. I've even gone so far as to add things that I've already done, such as shower or, hey, sleep or wake up and just cross them off so I can get that action takers high or as I'm now going to call it, the hustle high. Uh, maybe we should trademark that one. The hustle high is now trademarked. <laughs> Today's guest is someone who takes a lot of action and she helps others do the same. Emily Williams is a success coach, author, podcast host, and CEO who at one point couldn't even get a job at Starbucks. After experiencing a quarter-life crisis, she moved from Ohio to London where she knew no one and in 2014 launched her company, I Heart My Life. In her first month, she made $442 and then went on to hit six figures in six months before her 30th birthday. She grew her business into seven figures in under 18 months. Today, Emily works with ambitious, heart-centered women all over the world and helping them bust through the obstacles that hold their dreams and goals hostage so they can free themselves to create a life that's better than their dream through their company's membership, courses, and retreats. She also personally coaches entrepreneurs to help them scale their businesses and their lives to new heights. Now, Emily's accomplishments are impressive. She's been in Forbes, Success, Entrepreneur, Business Insider, Money, Inc., and so many more publications. Today's episode, though, is about the exact opposite. It's about slowing down, listening to your intuition, social media addiction, getting comfortable with pausing, quitting the things you need to quit, and putting a stop on the things that you're doing just for the sake of doing. The truth is this. Ambition can be great but it also can take us too far and leave us burnt out. And I know a lot of you are burnt out. The world has changed a lot in the last few years, and so have all of us as individuals. Inevitably, to respond to this, our careers, our businesses, the way we work in the world, the services we need and that we buy from, and, and what it looks like to support ourselves, all that needs to adapt too. There's also the reality that taking a break is hard, financially, mentally, logically, it's hard to quit and pause things, especially when we have guilt and fear and thoughts around, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So what's a woman who's doing all the things supposed to do? And how do we ever pause or quit? Well, in this episode, you're going to hear about this and so much more. You're going to hear about Emily's decision to put a pause on two major things in her business, Instagram and her podcast. You're going to hear about the fears that came up for Emily, fears that you're probably going to relate to, like, will people forget about me? Will my business make it? Does this make me a quitter? And you're going to hear how Emily has and continues to navigate them. You are going to understand how to balance pace with patience, your desires with your ambitions, and that very real need to take a break so that you don't burn out. You're going to learn ideas and advice for how to strengthen your own intuition and your trust of yourself. You're going to get some new ideas and potential opportunities for where you might want to pause or gasp, clutch the pearls, quit, and hear how you can actually do this, especially when there's often what feels like and what also can be real constraints in life and business. You will be inspired on how you can also get quiet and build in the breathing room you need to get clarity, to make sure you're on the right path, and take aligned action that leads to your desires instead of burnout. By the end of this episode, you will believe that sometimes a pause and quitting is actually necessary. You're going to hear powerful insights that will remind you of how to listen to yourself and stop yourself from burning out. 
you're going to gain practical advice to navigate a pause or quit of your own and feel confident and courageous to determine where in your life taking a pause or quitting may actually be the next best step in service of your vision, your desires, your dreams, and your goals. I've got to warn you, there's one swear word in this podcast episode. So if you have little ears around, just hit pause on this episode, literally, and come back to it later. And after we say goodbye to Emily, keep listening. I have a few life updates, some pauses and quits of my own that I want to share that I got inspired from Emily um, that I hope will inspire you to look at your life as well too. So get comfortable, get ready, and for goodness sakes, put away that to-do list for this episode. We're talking all about how to know when it's time to pause, to quit, and how to balance it all with taking action on your dreams. Welcome to the Golden Girls Podcast where we believe you can have it all. I'm your host, Lisa Michaud, and I'm spilling tangible tips, goal-getting strategies, and real-life stories to inspire you to tackle your biggest dreams. You're a woman who knows you're made for more. Get ready to leave the excuses and self-doubt behind by being vulnerable, sharing your truth, and having honest conversations so you can succeed on your terms. Together, we'll set goals you'll actually achieve by staying motivated, having fun, and building a community of women empowering women. It's time to tap into your best self, get confident, and truly have it all. Golden Girl, let's dive in. Hello, Golden Girls. Welcome to this episode of Golden Girls Podcast. I'm so excited to be here with Emily Williams. She is so many things. She's a podcast host, a success coach, the author, uh, founder of Our Home, Our Life, and a champion of your big dreams. And she's someone that I have had the honor of getting to work with many times over the last few years. And I'm so excited to have you here on the show, Emily. Thanks for being here. Thank you. I'm excited. So this is a really interesting time to be recording an episode together. And we've kind of talked like, you know, I'm like, you've been on my podcast vision board for a long time. And um, here you are, you've been in business for 10 years and you are so consistent, you know, podcasts, emails, social media, like you show up. And right now you're in a different season. You are currently on, okay, I'm calling it the pause. I don't know what you're calling it. Um, But why don't you, for those that maybe haven't been following you, don't know where you're at, share a little bit about what the business was that was a couple weeks ago and where you're at literally today in your pause. Yeah. So the main things that I've paused within my coaching business are my podcast as well as social media. And I know we're going to talk about why that is in just a second. Um, But I have been creating consistent content for many, many years on Instagram and Facebook. I've had a podcast for the last four years. We've done over 300 episodes. And I needed to pause content creation for reasons that we'll talk about in a second because it's 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 a lot. And so for me, that's what I'm considering it, a hiatus from content creation. So, I mean, I think anybody, I, what I love about this topic and when you suggested maybe talking about this, I was like, yes, we need to talk about this because I feel like this is going to resonate with anybody else who's a content creator and knows the pressure to put it out and and how much that takes. Um, And then I also think like if we expand it out, I think the bigger theme here is also giving yourself permission to pause and, and take breaks. And our culture doesn't always allow for that. And so I just want to say, like, I think this podcast, like I kind of see it as having two really big themes here, both around content and also just like the, the bigger pauses in life. So how did you know it was time to take a pause and change things? 
So I started to do a lot of work, um, and I'm going to give credit where credit is due. I love the uh, membership called um, The Pathway by Lacey Phillips. She runs a company called To Be Magnetic. And she talks a lot about discerning from your ego and your authentic self. And I'm going to talk about Instagram in particular. One of the things that I absolutely love about Instagram is sharing behind the scenes. I love going on camera. I love sharing, especially when we travel. I love sharing. Now I love sharing pictures of my daughter and different like personal videos and all the things like I genuinely love sharing. And my husband's the opposite. Like he doesn't want to be on Instagram as much. It's not his thing. Like he does it because he wants to inspire people. But I really love like taking people behind the scenes. It's one of my greatest joys. And I say that with a question mark, because what I began to think about was, is this true, like authentic joy and love, or is this ego based? Am I looking to share something because I want someone to come to me and say, Oh, you're amazing. Or your baby's so cute. Or that trip looks awesome. You know, like, is this actually true love in a sense, or is it something that is actually hurting me because it's ego based and it's causing me, because there are times when it causes me stress, right? I feel the pressure. I want to post something. I want to be consistent. I want to share. Um, sometimes I look at my phone way too early in the morning, even now having been on hiatus from Instagram, literally just for a week, I've noticed myself going to my phone and looking for that app and not even knowing that that was an intention of doing it. And so I started to just see that there was a little bit of like, not a a little bit, a lot of like a lack of, of mindfulness around my actions when it comes to social media, a lack, a lack of intentionality, a bit of an addiction. Um, and I don't think I'm even someone who's on there that much, but I know myself personally, and I know that there were times when I was on there and I didn't need to be. And so it felt really important to be, um, more intentional, but also like give myself a bit of a detox so I can see like what is actually true for me. Am I addicted to this thing? If I am going to use it in the future, which I, I will, I'm sure, like how can I change that? Do I need to be on there in the same way? Like how is this going to affect the business? Is it going to affect the business? So just sitting with the question of it, and it sounds really silly saying it out loud because it's just social media, but for those of us in this space, like social media is a huge part of our business. And it's also a huge part of our identity. And I didn't want that anymore. Like, I don't want, I don't want, number one, I don't want my, my business to be dependent on Instagram. And number two, I don't want myself to be dependent on Instagram for my happiness and joy. And so it felt that there was a need to separate from that. And I just started to follow my intuition with it. This is so relevant. And I know there's my body, I can feel it like yesing right alongside of you. Um, and I think that this is so many people this is going to land for because if you're a content creator, you're going to really get it because this is tied to your business. And also for a lot of people, it's going to land around like the social media validation, right? It feeds our ego. Like I'm, I'm being validated of, and by the way, Charlotte is actually so, so, so cute, like worth following Emily just for Charlotte, because she's beautiful. And you're going to learn so much with Emily too. Um, but Charlotte is just the cutest. Um, but also like this, the addiction piece of it, right? And I and I do think, you know, we are going to see, I predict that you are on the cusp. Um, and this is what you're so good at. You know, you you follow your intuition and you do things in service for everybody else. Because I think there's going to be a whole wave of people behind you that are also, have been feeling this way and haven't seen how it's possible or haven't seen other people going first. Because um, 
we cannot we cannot all keep going along as unintentionally as we are and as consumed and addicted to social media as we have been in the past two years, three years, five years. Um, so I think you're really onto something. And, you know, I just want to, you recorded an episode about your pause and I'm going to link to it in the show notes. So go ahead and go listen to that. Um, but I just want to say, you know, thank you for recording that. Thank you for having the courage to go first, because I know it's not easy. So what did I mean, you, I'm guessing you probably didn't just like wake up one day being like, okay, I need to change my social media. Like you said, it's actually been something you've been kind of stewing on or, or I guess some sort of a shift has been percolating for about a year. Like what has, how did you know this? Like what were some of the signs for other people listening? How might they recognize that it's time to make some change in their life too? Or maybe even with social media. Yeah. And so great question because social media is one of the things that I chose to change, but it's not the whole picture. And so I'm glad you asked this. So for me, I started my business back in 2013. So nearly 10 years ago, um, because it was in September. And I was a completely different person. And when I started I Heart My Life, and I've said this a million times, and I'm finally, I feel like figuring it out. When I started I Heart My Life, it was intended to be more around life coaching, inspiration, supporting women and creating a life better than their dreams. And then it morphed into working with entrepreneurs um, because my business took off and a lot of coaches and consultants came to me to learn how they could do the same thing for themselves. So I felt a lot of disconnect between what I always envisioned I Heart My Life would be and what it actually became. And so the last two or three years, I've been exploring that. Like, what does it look like to pivot? What does it look like to add in something different, take things away, et cetera? And I still don't feel like up until this point, I've gotten to the root of of how I actually do what I want to do. And I don't know if it's because it hasn't yet been done or because I just don't know how to do it yet or I'm not supposed to have the clarity, but I felt that there were things in my life that were taking up space and keeping me from getting the clarity. And one of those things was constant content creation and just doing so much. And so I had to start to kind of peel back the layers and ask myself, how can I give myself the space to go deeper and go inward and get the clarity that I'm craving? Um, And obviously still keep the business going, but just like lessen the noise. And what I find in particular about Instagram is that there are so many things happening that I'm interested in. There are so many people doing incredible things. And one of my things that I've trained myself to, the way I've trained, kind of trained myself to operate is that if I see something that is amazing to me or someone doing something incredible, I really work hard at shifting my mindset from any sort of jealousy or envy to, oh my gosh, they're doing it. That's possible for them. It would be possible for me. But with that mindset comes, at least for me, a love of a million different things. (laughs) And I am a manifesting generator if you are into human design at all. And so I do have a lot of energy to do all the things and, yeah, have a ton of ideas. Um, But that doesn't mean that I should. And so I felt like there were just so many um, examples and it was clouding my own clarity because I was getting excited about way too many things. And, you know, I'm only one person. And yes, you can hire people, you can have teams, but I'm the visionary. And so I have to know where we're steering this ship. And so it became very muddled and it felt like I need to get on calmer ground um, to continue that this metaphor or smoother waters. And Instagram and going on hiatus there and turning off my podcast for a bit. Podcast is a little bit separate, but Instagram for sure was one of the ways I needed to do that. 
So brave. And thank you for sharing the context of all that. I think that's really, really helpful. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to assume that you like don't have, you know, a hundred million dollars that you don't know exactly what you're going to be doing next. And so that there's probably some fears and some practicalities that came up around these decisions. So what were some of the fears and what are some of the fears maybe still, and how are you navigating through them? Yeah. So like I mentioned, I'm running a company and in the podcast in particular, I said, you know, I don't ever feel like I owe anyone anything, but I do have some really incredible clients, people who've been in the community for a long time. And I want to take you behind the scenes because I believe that my mess, so to speak, is my message. Um, And I don't take credit for that line. Somebody else said it and I read it recently. And I think that's true. And so I always like to take people along for the journey. And so I was really considered about, okay, so what can I actually give myself space on? What can be turned off that won't be detrimental? And also how can I do it in a way that will support the community and potentially be a lesson for all of us or something else that people could um, take into their own lives to facilitate their own transformation. And so I knew I wanted to bring people along for the journey. And if I did that, and it wasn't just like all of a sudden I went dark, that would be a different scenario and actually much more supportive and in service of my mission than just not saying anything at all. So I felt like I wanted to be more considered with it and not just, you know, one day be like, I'm not, I'm not going to be here. And so anyway, I think there's a way to think about how you do things and think about what it's going to, how it's going to serve or hurt your community as you're making your decisions. And so to answer your original question, no, I don't have $100 million in the bank. And there's a lot of things that would lend itself to say, this is not a good time to make this decision. But I got to the point where I don't even care. Like, I don't know if I can swear on this and I never swear, but I got to the point where I don't give a shit. And I say that for effect because what I realized was like, all I actually need is my husband and my daughter. And even then, like, I only really need myself because, you know, if God forbid something happened, I have to be strong enough to be able to pick myself up and continue on. So, and I have to be true to myself. That's the most important thing. If I wake up every day and I'm not true to myself, then I basically have nothing. And so... That became apparent to me. And so that lessened any fear around what are people going to think? Like, what if we don't have any money? What if the business goes bust? Like, you know, all the things. What if people tune out? What if people unfollow? And I I took myself back to the period of time where I made gut-based decisions and it actually turned out amazingly. Actually, my best gut or heart-based decisions have been the best decisions of my life. And so I took myself back to those moments to create more courage and more faith in what I'm doing right now because it's a very similar thing. And we all have those stories, whether we've strengthened that muscle or not. Um, And so that really helped me, again, operate from a place of desire, not fear. Mm. You, the way you speak about listening to your truth and trusting yourself is so powerful. How have you deepened this intuition, this trust of yourself? And like, did you always have this or is this something you've, you've worked on and what advice do you have for other people in deepening their own sense of trust? So my husband told me recently that I'm not a very tolerant person (laughs) and he meant it in a really nice way. And for whatever reason, I have always been that in the sense that 
I, I, I can't tolerate something that I don't like. Like, I'm not even going to go on the trip if I can't stay in the place I want to stay. Like, there, for whatever reason, I have a very low tolerance for things that don't bring me joy or excite me or whatever. And so I feel like that's just how I am. But I made myself wrong about that for a long time. I made myself wrong for wanting a lot of luxury, for wanting to do crazy things like move to London on a whim. Like, but then I got to the point where I thought, you know, maybe this is my superpower. Maybe this is one of the messages that I'm meant to share, you know, following your heart, following your desire, trusting your intuition. Because like I said, those decisions like moving to the UK, I ended up meeting my husband online a year later. There are reasons why we're being pulled to do something and it's our denial of those desires or our denial of that truth that holds us back from creating a life that we really love and being in our full potential. And I see that now because especially, you know, even if we use the example of building a business, yes, there's a recipe for building a business or building a coaching business or whatever it is that you're doing, but you have to infuse yourself in it. And nobody can tell you exactly how to do it because it has to have a, some of you in it for it to be truly successful, in my opinion. And that truth can only come from you and your intuition. And it's important that you bring that out as much as possible. And so that's what I've seen in myself and, and other clients over the years. And so when I was making this decision, I continued to strength that, strengthen that muscle. And um, I've been doing that for the last 10, 12 15 years since turning the car around and not going to grad school and moving to England instead. And I just continue to focus on those moments where following my heart led to what I do today and led to my greatest joys. Mm. And I feel like that's a great reminder for everyone else to also look at their own lives because maybe we're just not giving ourselves credit for it. But I'm willing to bet that people listening that if you look back that there are moments where you made decisions that didn't necessarily make logical sense, but you felt them. And it was a heart-based decision. And chances are you've had them and and pay attention to how those turned out. And and Emily, you are really good, I think, at remembering those moments. You know, you've shared a few, quite a few stories in our time together, and I know you do on your podcast as well, of times where you listen to your intuition and end up being an amazing decision. And so I think it's such a such a great way for each one of us to look at ourselves and say, like, what are ways that I've done this? And I think that helps us to reinforce the reminder that we can trust ourselves and that we do know. Um, because We've all made ourselves wrong in some way. And it's about unlearning that and connect, reconnecting back to ourselves. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And we do all have that, those examples, whether it's the time where you took a different route to work and you got to see amazing scenery or the time where you didn't go on the trip and there was a reason why you weren't supposed to be there or you did go on the trip. So there's always examples. Absolutely. Yeah. If you've got some, anybody listening, I'd love, send them to me on social media. I would love to hear your examples. That'd be really cool to hear. Um, okay. So let's talk a little bit about, um, ambition. And this is actually a question that came in from my community and they, brought it up around money, but I think it actually, I think it ties to both money and this idea of the pause. And they said that what they struggle with is pace and patience and, um, you know, wanting, wanting to, to have a lot of things, wanting to be ambitious. Uh, and then what ends up happening is they end up overloading themselves with work, saying yes to too many things and burning out. And so they're struggling with how to find the patience and how to wait for those yes opportunities that, that are worth it, that are the full body. Yes. And learning how to, I guess, say no to the things and say yes. So I guess I, I can see how this is both a money question and both a, um, intuition and a pause question. Like how, how have you balanced out pace and patience and your ambition and also your, I don't want to say like 
the word is not like a lack of ambition, but like you're uh, being at peace with what you have. How have you balanced those things? Great question. So in my book, I talk about how the desire for more and being grateful, they're not two mutually exclusive things. Awesome. You have the book right there for those listening. She's holding it up. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. So you can be grateful and still want more at the same time. And so that's something I remind myself of on, on a regular basis because so often we're like, oh, there's something wrong with me because I want more and I'm not grateful for what I have now. Well, you can have both of those muscles. You can strengthen both of those at the same time. So for me, I would look at, you know, what is it that you still desire and what can you be grateful for in this moment? And also look at your energy when it comes to trust. Because if you really trusted that something was meant for you, you wouldn't worry about it happening sooner. You wouldn't worry that it's not going to happen. And so really focus on how can I lean in and trust that all of this is meant for me and something even greater so that I don't have that fear. I don't have that impatience. I don't have that, oh, you know, is this actually going to happen energy? Because that's not attractive in itself. So you want to be as strong as possible in your knowing that this will happen. Um, And I have to say, like, I totally um, resonate with this question because I'm not a patient person. And so this is me as a work in progress. Um, And I know, and so maybe the podcast example will help with this. I've been doing this for four years and have 301 episodes. And some people would say, well, you just need to give it more time. And what I realized was, no, actually, that's not true for me. And that might be, I feel like there's the, the opposite is true in that there are some things I want to figure out about how to increase our listenership, how to increase our reach, how to make it more impactful. And me just aimlessly putting out, I don't do it aimlessly, but you know what I mean, continuously putting out episode week after week after week without getting to the root of what's actually going to make the current thing amazing is not how I want to do it anymore. Like I want to be really intentional with why isn't this moving faster? What can I do to shift that? And so what I'm trying to say is I do think there are times where patience is important and you continue to strengthen those trust muscles, but also look at this and be like, have I been doing the same thing year after year after year and not actually getting results? And if so, what can I change about that? Is it something with me? Is it something I want to learn? Because we always have the opportunity to pick up the pace. So as you go on in your journey, I think you start to understand what it like what is on what side of the spectrum, what is a patient thing, patience thing truly, and what is a I want to take action on this and figure out how I can speed it up. So good. Thank you for those amazing distinctions. And I love the example of your podcast as well. Um, and what <laughs> what I'm learning, I'm like, Emily's not patient or tolerant. <laughs> and I mean those yeah, as compliments. Yeah. I think that's so great. And that's <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. I think that's one of the things that makes you such a powerful coach. And you know, I know I've said this, but you really are someone who you will hold yourself to a higher standard and you elevate everybody else around you as well. And I think that's one of the most beautiful things about you. And one of the things that I, I really love about working with you and, and, you know, being, being in your circle and getting to connect with you. And I know everybody listening is getting a taste of that too, of no longer you know, waiting too long to do the things they really want to do and also no longer tolerating the things that they don't really want to be and instead tapping into themselves and their desires. So that's just something you do so well. Um, and I wanted to, I wanted to bring that out. Yeah. I think in our success library, if you go to iheartmanlife.com slash success, we have a tolerations exercise because that's actually one of the 
ways you can get clear on what you really want. Some people, that question around what what do I want is they're not connected to it, but they know the things that they don't want and they know the things that they're tolerating and that can help you get to the root of what your next steps are and what it is that you want, really want to create. Great tip. That's such a powerful question. Okay. So you said your goal right now is clarity and you're taking the pause to get clarity. Now, Marie Forleo, I've heard her say it, and I feel like I've heard you say it too, that clarity comes from action. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But when it comes to this pause, you know, you mentioned that you're actually going to be getting quiet. And so there's there's two questions in here, one of them around what you're actually going to be doing, um, and another one around the balance. So maybe I'll just ask the first one, like, what are you actually going to be doing? How are you going to be being? What is cool? What does that mean? Like, are you going to be, you know, going to the mountaintop? Are you going to be doing the sunsets, journaling, meditation, reading books? Uh, yeah. What does, what does quiet mean to you? What are you actually going to be doing or being in that space? Yeah. And, um, I interrupted you. And so the quote is clarity comes from action, not from thinking about it. Or maybe I added that last part, maybe, but, uh, we'll see. Um, I'll have to look it up after this, but yeah, Maria Forleo is totally true because oftentimes we don't get the clarity until we do the thing. And that leads us to know how we feel about it. Are we good at it? Is it something I want to continue? And I've definitely applied that to so many areas of my life. But for this time, I felt like, you know, and you have to know yourself. So take this with a grain of salt for everyone listening. Like you have to know if this is right for you. I'm such an action taker and I can do more in a day than most people do in like three weeks, literally. And I'm not saying that as a brag, but that's just how I am. And so I knew for me that, yes, I could continue and take to take massive action, but that's what I've been doing for 10 years, and I'm still not any clearer. And so I felt like, why, yeah, you know, like, why would we continue to do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result? And so for me, one of the extreme things that I could do, like I said, was go off of Instagram for a bit, because that's something that I felt like, you know, I could turn off and... I didn't feel like everything would come crashing down and that it would be completely detrimental to my work in the world. Um, And for those of you who have the thing that might cause everything to come crashing down and yet you have to turn it off, follow that instinct, right? I'm not saying it's one or the other. Um, But I just felt like now is the time to do something different. And no, it's not me going to the top of a mountain, but I am, me getting quiet is doing things, doing programs that are all about internal work. They're all about you coming back to yourself, evaluating what is me being authentic in the world. What is my real truth? Asking myself questions, the questions I ask clients all the time, you know, doing that, that same work, whether it's in a journal or I often voice note myself, Um, taking walks, listening to different podcasts, reading books, um, having conversations with people I trust, like literally exploring all the options and giving myself the time and the space to do that. And so I would say it's like, it's active listening, active listening to my own internal guidance. Oh, that's good. Active listening to my own internal guidance. Oh my gosh, that, I feel like there's going to be some amazing I can't wait to hear your episode at the end of your pause and see what else comes out. But that's a great insight, active listening to myself. Um, so that might even answer this next, a little bit of this next question. Um, so what does that balance look like? You know, the balance between taking action to find clarity and active listening to get clarity. And I mean, you just shared how you know what you need. What advice do you have for others that are trying to figure out that clarity and what that balance looks like for them? So I have my business owner mindset and then I also have my 
mom mindset, my woman mindset. So I'm going to talk about all of that. So for me, like I said, with the podcast, I've been doing the same thing for four years and I haven't been like, and honestly, the podcast is amazing. I'm not just saying that, like it really is. And I have incredible guests on there and it pains me every time we release something and I'm not getting the reach that I want. And so from a business perspective, I had to really ask myself, like, how can I revamp this and make it what I want it to be. And I need the time and the space to evaluate that. And I promise I'm coming back to your question. So I had to look at that from a business perspective and ask myself, how can we make a change here so it is getting the results that I want? Um, I also know that when I'm more in tune, just personally with what I want to do and more aligned, then the results will follow. And I will... Uh, like achieve what I want. And I really believe that wholeheartedly. You know, there are people who can do things in business and they don't really care about it and it just works for them. I am not one of those people. I have to be like all in, in terms of what I'm doing and really feel it and feel excited about it. And so when I start to notice that that's not the case, I know it's time to reevaluate. And I also felt like it'd be really interesting to see what actually moves the needle in our company. Because for me, you know, being a new mom, time is everything. Am I doing things with my time that aren't actually making any sort of difference whatsoever? And can they, we drop them? And I'm not saying we drop the podcast, like that would be extremely unlikely because it's one of my favorite things, but like, can, are there things that we can drop that we're doing just because we've always done it? And so I like to look at things from the business strategic perspective, like maybe the more masculine and also the more feminine and get in tune with what it is I actually want because if I'm running a brand called I Heart My Life, I also get to love my life and do things that I love. And that is going to be more in service to the clients than me, like nose to the grindstone, only doing things because I think it will work or because it does work, but it feels like crap um, and continuing to move forward in that way. So now I completely forget. <laughs> it's the question of the balance between taking action and actively listening. And for, you know, you said, you're like, I know myself, so I, I know these things. What, how do other people figure that out for themselves? And you, know, you, shared, you shared the business, yeah. the business brain. What does your woman brain and your mom brain and perspective say about this? Yeah. So with the business brain, you have to like, you're still running a business. I'm not closing the doors. And so ask yourself what has to continue for revenue to be coming in, for me to pay my team, for all of those boxes to be checked. And can you actually put that into one day or three hours instead of spread out over an entire week, right? Or maybe three days. And that will give you two days of breathing room to go more internal and operate from a feminine space. And so everyone's schedule is going to look completely different. And that's why I said, like, I knew that there were two things I could turn off that take a lot of time that weren't going to be detrimental to what I built over the last 10 years and would check the box of this will give me space to go inward. And that's really like the feminine coming out is like, how can I create that blank space? How can I give myself the time to do the self-care, to take the walks, to listen to the podcasts, even if they are business related, like the stuff that's going to fuel me versus the stuff that's all about output and somebody else. Oh, so good. And just to put this in context, like you have a very successful coaching business and you have a newborn baby. Like this is not like, oh, everything in Emily's life, it's like perfect timing and it, it just ends up working out. Like you are having to to figure this out in real time and it's not necessarily like an just an easy slide and so I just want to you know 
I applaud your courage. Thank you for sharing it with us. And I think it's really amazing how much you trust yourself and how you're giving yourself this permission and this space to, to get that clarity for you. Yeah. And I'm not going to share all the details and I know you're not, you're not asking me to, I think I'm probably two years away from like a crazy keynote speech that everyone's going to be blown away by when I tell you the full story. So I'm just going to plant that seed because this is like the least perfect time for me to do that. Um, so like we pivoted everything a year ago, turned things off, transitioned. And again, that was all action. And so what I realized was action is not working here. (laughs) So let's try something different. And like I said, I got to the point where I'm like, my truth, my life, my happiness is way more important than anything. And I really don't give a shit about anything else. So let's just try this. So good. I cannot wait for that keynote speech. Uh, I will be there front row. You tell me where and when we'll all be there. Um, can't wait to hear. Um, and thank you for, thank you for the transparency on that too. I, I, there's always like, yeah, I, I just can't wait to hear what, hear all the pieces and how they come together. Okay. Last rapid fire questions. And then we're wrapping this up. So I know this is like, these are hard ones to answer quickly, but, um, you recently became a mom. What has been harder than you expected? All the moms are going to hate me if I say nothing. No, if that's your, if that's your truth, then um, tell I mean, maybe, maybe you had realistic expectations, yeah. unlike me. She, I mean, yeah, it's it's honestly been a dream. Um, what has been harder? Honest, nothing, yeah. Oh, right. okay, what's been, been better than you expected? Yeah. What, sure. uh, yeah. what has been better? What's something you, like, yeah. Oh, what has been better? Um... Yeah, maybe I just had really realistic expectations. <laughs> no, I. it's been, I love her more than I could ever imagine. I love being a mom more than I knew I would. Um, and so that was a big thing because my husband and I waited uh, like 11 years to have a baby. We've been together for a long time and I'm 37. And so it was something I always put off because I wanted my business to be in a certain place. And um, that's definitely part of the keynote because that was the complete opposite So she came in at the perfect time and has made this year so incredible despite so many challenges. And so it's just been way better than anything I could have ever. Beautiful. So what does your morning routine look like these days? So we, my husband and I, one of us like sleeps in her room with her and then one of us has a night off. We've done that since she was born because I didn't breastfeed. And so she's been sleeping through the night since she was like 10 weeks old. Last night, she had a little bit of a wobble because she's teething. But anyway, the reason I'm sharing that is because it looks different on the days where I have her in the mornings and I don't. Um, But one of the things that I learned years ago is I'm not going to be a creature of habit when it comes to a morning routine. Like I can't do the same thing every time, every day. And that's just part of my makeup. So some days we will, I'll play with Charlotte and then we'll both take her out for a walk in the morning. Um, I'll have my coffee. I'll do some sort of smoothie, probiotics, all the stuff before I eat. Um, and honestly, then it's just like whatever we want to do because I'm not, like I said, a recipe or a creature of habit. I don't have one recipe for the day. The only things I normally focus on are drink a lot of water, take my probiotics and any supplements I need to take before I eat, go outside for at least 10 minutes to get that sunlight and then have my coffee. This is why I asked the question because I think 
in the, the, you know, the personal growth world, it's like, this is your routine and you need to be super consistent. And it's like six hours long. And I just want to shed a light on some of the real life and especially, you know, moms, entrepreneurs, and those of us that just don't want to do the exact same thing every day. There's a lot of shame and guilt around the morning routine that's, that's being baked in right now. Um, so thank you for being transparent on what that looks like for you and helping us change, change the vision of what a successful morning routine might look like. Um, okay. So you've now been, you've been like a week into your quit. Uh, now that you've like put pause on things, is there, has it made it easier to quit anything else? And have you decided to pause anything else? I haven't decided to pause anything else. I feel like I've decided to ramp up certain things. And in particular, that's conversations with friends and also getting back into reading. So I read a book, um, in like less than 24 hours. It was amazing. If you guys haven't read it, it's called a hundred million dollar offers. It's by Alex Hermosi. Um, it's amazing. And so I read that I've been listening to tons of podcasts as I've been podcasts. I've been doing courses. I've been, I had a brunch with girlfriends the other day. I've been chatting with girlfriends. I've been brainstorming. I've been planning collaborations. So I just told you I wasn't going to be taking action, but Clearly there is some action there, but it's like what feels good and what is fueling me, not the opposite, which is what was draining me, but I'm going to keep doing it because that's what I'm supposed to do. So, and I also think for me, this has been an experiment in like how little and how, how much less can I do and still get the results that I want? Because I do think so many of us are doing things just because it's on autopilot or we think that we should, but from the masculine perspective, we're not measuring whether there's actually an ROI. And from the feminine perspective, we're not actually tuning into whether this feels good. And so I don't want to be on autopilot anymore. I want to be intentional and focus on the things that actually mm, beautiful. Have you had an I've made it moment in your career or maybe in your life? And if so, what was that moment? No. And I know that, you know, that sounds, I've heard people say that before. And I think part of my makeup is like, it's, I'm never there. And that's because I get to the top of one mountain and then I'm on to the next. And I'm working on that. Like I'm working on uh, acknowledging how far I've come. And there's been a lot of amazing things that I've done, but I think, I have the bar so high for myself that I can acknowledge it and I can be grateful that I did the thing, but is it like there? Mm. I don't think so. Yeah. At least not professionally. Okay. Personally? Um, yeah, I think I'm there personally oh, with my family. That's so beautiful. Oh. Yeah. I'm so, yeah. so glad to hear that. That's uh, congratulations. You, you deserve all of that. Um, so where can people find you and learn more about you and I heart my life and all the amazing 301 episodes that you have of your podcast? Yeah, just go to iheartmylife.com. That's where you can grab that success kit that we were talking about as well with the tolerations exercise. You'll see the podcast on there. It really is, although we're on hiatus right now, it really is amazing. 301 incredible episode, episodes on a variety of different topics that will help you create a life that's better than your dreams. I also have my website, emilywilliams.com, and I work with clients personally there. And then um, when I get back, you can find me on Instagram at Emily Williams. Amazing. Uh, everyone, go give Emily a follow. Trust, uh, I'm like, oh, but I guess she's not there. Go to her website, grab the success bundle, give her a follow for when she is back. Um, Emily, thank you so much for sharing so honestly. And I know you were, you know, you messaged me before this. You're like, well, I don't have all the answers. And, you know, I love that you don't. I love that you are, 
in this state of transition and giving everyone else permission to take action and also to stop certain things, even without knowing the answer. Um, I think you totally redefined that for so many of us. And I just, I thank you for your courage. I'm so excited to see what you create and what comes out of this. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to be there in the front row for your keynote in two years. Um, and I just, I really wish you all of the absolute best in this and whatever clarity comes in the journey and whatever the outcome is of it. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. And it's been an honor to be here and it's been incredible to have you in our community the last few years. You always bring so much light and incredible energy and wisdom to all the calls. You're there like furiously taking notes. Um, so I'd so appreciate it that you have brought, you know, so much to my life over the last few years as well. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm going to share more of my Emily-isms in the outro. So keep listening after we say goodbye to Emily, because <laughs> there's so okay. many things I didn't want to take up all over time. Uh, but thanks again, Emily, for being here. Uh, check out the show notes to get all of the links and go get the success bundle. Um, and Emily, oh, I wish you so much luck. Enjoy your pause. Hey there. Well, I really hope you enjoyed this episode. The inspiration for this conversation with Emily came from her episode that she recently released. Is it time to quit? How to go in, tune in, and follow your bliss. And I've linked to that in the show notes. I really encourage you to listen to it. One of the things that really resonated for me on the podcast is Emily said that if you don't quit things and you just keep everything going, that you end up having too many things on the go and you end up burning out. This is something that definitely landed for me and really, really hits home. Emily also, by the way, she talks a lot about the book Quit and I've added it to my reading list and I put it in the show notes too. Um, I feel like I definitely have to read the book. So the book is written by a world-class famous female poker player who talks about the fact that sometimes you do need to walk away and she backs it up in the book with other stories and examples. And this, seriously, since I heard this, since I listened to Emily's podcast, um, this has just been on my mind a lot. This is revolutionary. There's not a lot of things that I quit. My parents really instilled in me to keep things going. And I'm going to tell you, you know, an example of this. I was in dance, I was often in music, in you know, piano lessons, sewing lessons, girl guides. Uh, I think that might be all, but like I literally did like 10 or 12 activities a week. And my parents, I mean, and there's some good things in here, so it's, it's always a gray zone, right? Um, my parents would also always say that I could quit at the end of the year and decide before next year, but I couldn't quit partway through the year. And I think in many ways, this was really prudent. I mean, there's always those days, especially in like December or March or April when you're you know close to the end of something, but you just have lost your motivation. And sometimes you really do have to keep persisting. And that's what I had to do. I'd made the commitment in September and I had to follow through on my commitments. If I started it, I had to finish it. And great lesson, important lesson. We try and instill the same thing in Sonoma, but also in this season of my life, it's time for me to reflect and think, where is this mindset or this, you know, this, this gift of mine, <laughs> this, this, maybe not gift, this skill that I've honed over years of not quitting, where is this serving me? And also where is this not? I'm no longer a, you know, 10 year old girl, a 16 year old girl. I am about to, you know, 36. I'm a mom. I'm a solo parent a lot of the time. I'm a wife. We're real estate investors. I want to prioritize my health. I'm an entrepreneur. I have this podcast. I'm a friend. I'm a soul and I'm finally really connecting to that. I'm all of these things. And so the lesson of 
never being able to quit and having to keep all the plates still spinning, that no longer counts and it is okay to quit. So this is something that I'm continuing to reflect on this idea and just remembering that it's okay if not all the plates are spinning and especially because I'm going to evolve, I'm going to change, my roles and responsibilities will change. And because of that, the things that I'm doing, the actions that I'm taking also need to change and in response to that. Emily, her episode that she did and also talking with her today really inspired me to do some quitting myself or, and, and some pausing. I'm going to be honest. Um, <laughs> my team is going to back me up on this. There's a lot of things I wanted to do. And so here is, here's some of the things that I'm pausing and what I'm, what I'm making space for. Well, let me tell you actually one of the things that I've been trying to make space for. I've been wanting to stockpile podcast episodes for over a year. Right now it feels like I'm constantly like playing catch up. I'm recording and then we're in a rush to get it out on time. And, and it just feels like I'm always behind and it feels like a treadmill. And I don't like that. I don't want to always feel stressed. In fact, I love this podcast. I love creating it. I think we have some really incredible content and amazing guests and we never really get to fully dish it out. I don't know why that word comes up, but like really share it and do it justice. And I've never set aside time either for stockpiling the episodes. I just kind of assumed I would do it, but it's been a year and I haven't done it yet. I also am not always great at designated breaks for myself. Um, in the corporate world, it was easy. I got vacation time. That was great. But in entrepreneur land, there's just always something else to do. And my ambition, frankly, has taken over. This summer though, and I think this has unconsciously happened in service of me, I'm going to be away for most of July and August. We're going to be in Kelowna. Likely I'm somewhere between Kelowna and Italy and Croatia when this episode comes out. And then I'm visiting family on the island and we're going to do some camping and we're going to get Sonoma ready for kindergarten. So it's a big summer and I'm not going to be on my computer much. I'm actually not going to be working much. I was going to continue on with the podcast and rush it and try and figure it out. And I realized, why? I don't have to do that. (laughs) I don't have to make that happen. I also have some new team members and we're trying to refine our processes. And why would I do it to them? Why would I be half in and half out? And why would I be half in my business and half on vacation? What a shame to both my team and to the podcast and my business. And also what a shame to myself and to my resting time to only be half there. This was all confirmed this morning when I had a delightful therapy session and my therapist asked me how I am and I said, I'm tired. And she, of course, did what all good therapists, what all good coaches are there to do, which is to mirror back. And she said, you've said you've you've been tired every time we've had a call since March. I looked back at my notes, not that I needed to, but I looked back and she was right. But I didn't need to look at my notes because I knew it. I felt it. I know it in my body that I'm tired. And so there's some things that I'm pausing and quitting. Let me tell you about this. Okay, so the first thing, uh, social media. I have deleted the Facebook app from my phone. This is not particularly dramatic, but I do think it's worth mentioning. It was literally one night I just had on a whim, it was a Friday night, and I just had this intuitive hit to delete the app. So I did that. And since then, I've only been accessing Facebook from my computer. It's been a few weeks, and the only time I noticed it missing was when it came to Marketplace, because we've been also clearing out our house. Now, I don't know how long this is going to last, but there's a real possibility that I might never add it back, because it feels so good. If you are someone who's also guilty of being on your phone too much, maybe bringing it to the bathroom, that's me, bringing it to bed, that's also me, maybe consider giving this a try. 
I also want to give you permission to scale or do this slowly. Like I feel like I was like, oh, I need to delete all the social media and I need to not have it during mealtimes or in bed or, or in the bathroom or all, and just like all the things. But here's what I'm going to recommend is to just try one social media app that you can remove and then pick one thing, whether it's no longer taking your phone to the bathroom or no longer having it out when you're having conversations with your friends or your family or your children, or maybe it's not looking at it during meals or maybe not having it during bedroom, but like picking one app and one one time to no longer do it. I mean, obviously, ideally we would do all the things. We would have the perfect balance and only pick up our phones and interact with social media when we're totally grounded and present and intentional. But honestly, I'm a long way from that. And I think most of us are. So if you want a little bit of a detox, I invite you to join me. Let's start with one step. Pick one app to get rid of and pick one time when you no longer use your phone and give that a try. The last thing I want to say on this is really consider also how you want to replace that time. It's all habits. And frankly, it's all addiction at this point, really. Um, ask yourself what you want to replace it with. So maybe it's, okay, in that moment when I'm eating, maybe I'm going to turn on some music instead, or maybe I will call a friend, or maybe when I'm in the washroom, it's a chance for me to, before I go in, I, I do a little bit of a stretch, or I take some deep breaths, or before bedtime, maybe it's, it's replacing it with a real book. <laughs> yeah, those still exist. So I just want you to think about that. Um, I invite you to consider not just like removing, but also what can you add to your life when you take away that addiction to social media and to your phone and I invite you to take one step to doing it, deleting one app and picking one time where you're no longer going to use your phone. All right. Now it's time for some bigger announcements. <sighs> okay. This is a big one. I am putting a pause on Golden Girls Community. It's going to be, the word I think of is sunset. Um, because the sunset is not forever. It's just a pause. Um, we are in a season where our real estate business is growing so much and it's so exciting. We have also been working with amazing clients, real estate cl investing clients. And we also have investors that invest in our business, private lenders. And it has been doing so well that I, my focus needs to go on serving them. And that's likely going to be the case for the next year or two, or maybe more. I actually don't know. It's kind of up in the air. Um, and it's kind of weird also to be like, I don't know, but I know that I need to put a pause on this. It's really hard to share because to this day, I can feel it. Even as I'm saying these words, I feel and I know the power and I believe so deeply in Golden Girls community. I believe in every woman that's in, in the community now and that's been in it over the last four years and it is like the joy of a lifetime. It is, I know it's what I'm meant to be doing is serving people and creating this community and this content and just bringing people together. And yet I've definitely made some mistakes. I have added more things to my plate over the years without considering what needed to come off. And the community has suffered because of it. And so have I. And it's not because of my lack of love. It's not because I don't believe in it. It's not because it's not an incredible community and offering, if I say so myself. There is so much amazing content in there that I know I'm going to repurpose and come back to. And I be really, really believe that there's still a huge gap and we need to have women supporting women. Um... And also just right now, there's this calling and amazing momentum in our real estate business and in our mentoring and coaching around real estate. And it's very exciting. And I want to follow that too. And I know that I can't keep all the plates spinning. So it's tough. But um, 
you know, I'm just so grateful for the adventure. I'm grateful to each and every person who's been a part of the community, whether being in it, uh, guest speakers, whether you've shared it with a friend, uh, maybe you've been on my team, whatever that looks like, you know, just thank you and know that this is just a sunset. It will sunrise again someday in some sort of iteration. Um, you know, I'll drop a link to the wait list in the show notes, Golden Girls, uh, wait, what is it? <laughs> com slash golden girls community, or maybe it's just community. I don't know. Check the show notes. Um, we'll put the wait list there for when things do reopen one day down the road. Um, and know that I, I just, I really, really believe in it and I'm probably going to pull out pieces of it. Maybe we'll do some, some goal working sessions in our podcast insiders group or, or pull out elements of it because like I said, I, I love it. I, it's so hard to let go. Um, but I know I'm just not doing it justice and I want to follow the momentum and the excitement of what's calling me now. Yeah. Quitting is hard. I'm just going to say that. Okay. Um, so onto the last thing that's, that's pausing and this one's not as dramatic. Um, but I'm going to pause the podcast and we're going to be back. We'll be back in September. I've already started stockpiling episodes. I'm so proud of myself. Uh, and I've got more amazing guests scheduled in August that we're going to record. So we're, I'm actually finally going to do the thing that I said I want to do for a year. As I mentioned, we have new team members. We have some new processes. We've kind of started implementing things, but we've never fully utilized what we have. And I was really nodding along with what Emily said because I want to be more intentional. And for the podcast, it's not about doing more. It's about doing the right things. And I know that we need to slow down a bit to be able to get it right. Emily also said this in her podcast episode and it landed a thousand percent for me. Nobody else produces content every single week. Like, Everywhere else in the world, people take a break. TV shows come in seasons for a reason. (laughs) Try saying that five times. Creativity can't thrive in stressful environments and in hustle. Creativity often comes in space and from flow, and we need to be able to create those moments, and I need to create that in my life. So this podcast, like this is just a pause. We're definitely going to be back. I really believe that this this platform, this microphone, it's one of the big purposes of my life, and so like there's... It's just coming back. That's all I can say. If I had to drop everything else, this is still one of the things I would do for myself and for my soul and for my purpose. And honestly, frankly, we've taken way longer breaks than this unintentionally. Um, so it's going to be about a six, seven week break. Um, it's not even that long. We've done it by accident. But this one feels really different. And most people probably won't notice, but this isn't about other people. This is about me. This is about being intentional. It's about supporting our team to be able to rock the podcast and to be able to fully utilize and promote the guests we have, the amazing content we have, because I really believe we just scratched the surface of it. And um, you know, even as I said here, I can feel the excitement in my body thinking about the pause and thinking about what's possible from slowing down and creating space. Um, so I hope that sharing this with you also maybe gives you an idea of where this might help you in your life too. So Before I go, I want to say a big thank you to Emily for being on the show, for sharing so transparently, and for going first, and for inspiring me with the pauses and quitting, Um, and I hope that we're able to do the same for you. Before I go, I want to share one last insight I took away from Emily. One of the things she shared on her podcast episode about quitting was this. She was having a conversation with a friend, and she said to her friend, I'm worried I'm going to miss the path. This resonated a lot, and I think it will resonate with you too, because Oftentimes we worry that if we unplug or if we pause or if we stop, that we're going to miss our moment. We're going to miss the path. We're going to miss the opportunity. Someone's not going to see us. We're going to lose momentum and we're going to get it wrong. What her friend said was so profound. And I want you to like pause, stop everything and hear this. Her friend said, you can't miss the path because you are the path. 
If you're listening to yourself, you're the path and you can't miss it. So I want to leave you with that. You, my friend, you are the path. It's okay to pause, to quit. You're not going to miss it because if you are listening to yourself and you're tuning out, tuning in to yourself, you're not missing out on anything because you are that path. You are your path. So here's to slowing down, to tuning in. Here's to trusting yourself, trusting ourselves and your innate wisdom. And as Emily says, creating a life that's better than your dreams. My friend, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for being here. I hope that this inspires you to consider what plates are spinning in your life that are no longer serving you. What things have you been told you can't quit that maybe you actually can let go of? And all of it so that you can create space in service of the life you want to be living and the goals and dreams you have. If you enjoyed this episode, send me a message on social media. I would love to hear it. I'd love to hear your thoughts, your takeaways, and especially if there's something you're quitting or pausing to. If you have a friend, a colleague, another ambitious person you know, send them this episode if you think this will be powerful for them. Word of mouth is super important for our podcast and I really appreciate you being here, you listening, and sharing this with somebody else. Thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you in a few months right here back on Golden Girls Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If something spoke to you, send me a message by sharing this episode and tagging me on social media. If you know someone who would love to hear this episode, please share it with them too. Because I love surprises, make sure you subscribe to the Golden Girls Podcast today. It's the only way to find out about bonus surprise episodes and make sure you don't miss a single beat on your golden journey. Thanks again for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode of the Golden Girls Podcast.